This is the Fox Sports Florida Miami Heat podcast. I'm your host, Surya Fernandez, and this week's special guest is you, the reader and listener. Um, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. I've done it once before this season. Uh, I'm going to answer mailbag questions that I received via Twitter, and let's get right to it. Justin, at King wants to know, do you think an early exit out of the playoffs might actually be the best thing that can happen to this team? Fresh legs next year. Um, yeah, you know, I've thought about this, and definitely the last four years have been such deep playoff runs that have extended until June that it's almost like seven or eight months of, of more basketball that the Heat have played uh, compared to pretty much every other team in, in the NBA. Uh, that's going to catch up to, to players like Wade and Haslam that are a little bit older. Um, but at the same time, I feel like they, they, they kind of have fresh legs this year anyway with Hassan Whiteside, Tyler Johnson, James Ennis. Uh, it remains to be seen whether these kind of players will uh, have will be in the playoff rotation for Spolster. Spolster is going to you know pare that down to maybe eight or nine players. You have to account for Mario Chalmers off the bench, Chris Anderson, uh, Michael Beasley will probably have a role in there to play as well. Uh, but I think it's a mixture overall of you know older players that have been through uh, deep playoff runs, yeah, like Chalmers and and, and Wade, of course. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I, I think that I don't think that's something that is something to be worried about if the Heat make the playoffs and if they get to the second round, uh, possibly. Uh, so, no, I, I don't think ultimately that would be the best thing to happen to this team. I think the best thing to happen to this team would be to make the playoffs because uh, several players uh, were not part of these championship uh, teams. Uh, a player like Goran Dragic hasn't been in the playoffs since 2010, and he really wants to be there. He's said it multiple times in interviews since arriving here in Miami, and I think that's something that will help retain him in the off season when he... Uh, probably opts out of his player option and uh, wants to renegotiate a longer contract. If the Heat can continue their playoff run, uh, remember they've missed the playoffs maybe three times since Pat Riley joined almost 20 years ago. And and Wade and Haslam have only missed the playoffs just once. So I think uh, to have a season like this where so many things went wrong, uh, so many injuries, so many setbacks, you know, with Chris Bosh and, and, and Josh McRoberts, I think that... I think that ultimately it's it's worth you know doing everything they can to make the playoffs play as hard as they can against whichever first round opponent there may be and and see what happens you know because a player like Hassan Whiteside I think that would be so valuable the the experience just to play in, in the playoffs games that matter and and see what what these what these guys are really made out of so I think I think I don't think that's the best thing necessarily an early exit I think just to make the playoffs is is one thing, and uh, do the best they can. If they make it to the second round, then so be it. Uh, they most likely will not have uh, as deep of a run as they had the last four years, so ultimately I don't think it's that major of an issue. And uh, Justin also had a second question. Uh, he really wanted to know, when Wade is down on one knee, literally, who do you think will fill his void offensively? And, you know, the, I think part of that was addressed with the Goran Dragic trade, because they have shown some really good chemistry uh, playing off of each other. Uh, Dragic can be a ball handler. He can distribute. He can he can sell down the offense. He can push the pace uh, on transition uh, baskets. Uh, but at the same time, he's he's a very good mid-range shooter. He's a capable three-point shooter. And that kind of takes the scoring lo- load off Wade uh, when he is on the floor. And when he's off the floor, I think that's 
why they got players like Henry Walker and Michael Beasley uh, later in the season. Uh, guys aren't afraid to put up their own shots. Uh, Beasley in particular is very good at creating his own shot, which is uh, pretty rare to have a, a player like that off the bench. Um, so I don't think there is too much to be worried about when Wade himself is, is resting or maybe he's out uh, for a game or two because that's going to kind of be expected, especially after last season where he had his maintenance program. For him to play uh, as many games as he did this year with more um, responsibility now that LeBron James is gone, uh, I think overall he had a solid year. Um, I think also Tyler Johnson has been very has been playing very well, um, especially these these last couple of games that he's participated in, and I think he's made a good case uh, to be a regular rotation member. Uh, but that would also mean that maybe Henry Walker's minutes would have to be reduced. So it's kind of like a you know. You're going to have to pick. Pick which one because there's not going to be that many players in the rotation late in this season, especially if they make it to the playoffs. Um, so I think I think that's where the team was thinking when they signed uh, Henry Walker and Beasley for the rest of the season after two 10-day contracts. And that's probably why they did not pursue maybe another big man, which I felt was kind of like a, maybe a bigger need on that roster. Because if you, you see a, a game like... Like yesterday, um, Wednesday, um, against the Boston Celtics, you had Whiteside injured because of a hand laceration, and you also had uh, Chris Anderson out. So uh, you're forced to start Udonis Haslam at center and Beasley at the five sometimes as well. So while Birdman and Whiteside are very good, very strong um, players to have on your team, uh, it's, the, the depth isn't there. And that's something that might have to be addressed next season. It's a little too late for that now. Um, and, but that also brings me to uh, at Adrian W743, who also wanted to know, the decision to not bring in another big man, was it influenced in small part by the possibility of McRoberts playing this year? Um, look, he's he's he was on this uh, four-game road trip. That was the first time uh, we had seen him on the sidelines with his team. He doesn't look like he's going to be playing any moment now, but at the same time, you do hold out a little bit of hope because it's not like Eric Spolster is going to say, yeah, we're going to bring him back within a week. Um, he, what Spolster has said is that he is working out regularly with the Heat trainers. Um, he's there on game days. Uh, you may not see him on the sidelines, but he is there at the arena, and he's been working very hard to rehab. And you have to kind of think, why is he working that hard if he's not expected to play till you know, training camp, which is months and months from now. Uh, but, I, you know, you, you don't know. You really don't know uh, with the Heat when it comes to injuries. They don't really tip their hand. If if a player is is about to join uh, rejoin the lineup, uh, they're not going to say those sort of things. So, you know, uh, you can, you can kind of go 50-50 on this. Uh, but I think at this point of the season, it, it would be pretty late for Josh McRoberts to, to, to be expected to jump right into the rotation play, you know, important minutes and, and be the Josh McRoberts that the Heat envisioned when they when they signed him last offseason. Uh, but that's not to say that he might not be. I mean, if he if he feels like he can play and, and I don't see anything wrong with throwing him out there for five to ten minutes. Uh, he has six fouls. Um, he's shown that he can use them against a player like LeBron James. Um, hint, hint. Uh, but if you if if you have McRoberts, he thinks he can play. And you want to bring him out there for a few minutes and just and just have you know some just another big man off the bench uh, that can provide yeah like I said you know a few extra fouls 
uh, some rebounds and and a couple assists like he can do, then I I don't see the harm in that personally. Uh, but you know, well, it remains to be seen. And and this goes back to Justin's question about Wade and the depth behind Wade. I think the Heat ultimately had to make that decision uh, whether to get another big man. They had they had some players, some interesting players out there in the open market, uh, but they chose to go with Walker and Beasley. Um, time will tell if that's the right decision. Uh, and we'll we'll see how much is in the tank for Birdman in the playoffs, and and we'll see how reliable Hassan Whiteside is because as dominant as of a player that he can be, if he gets into early foul trouble or you know maybe gets a technical foul or two, then then the Heat are in trouble with with their bigs, and you know you can kind of get away with it in you know maybe a regular season game against the Celtics. Uh, but in the playoffs against a formidable first round opponent, because they're going to be in the lower seed, they're going to face one of the top seeds in the East. Um, you know, th- that's not going to cut it uh, against a bigger team. Um, so I guess we'll have to see. <laughs> um, all right. We have Norman Morales uh, at Morales Norman. Uh, impact of Bosch back on the bench. And has he developed a good friendship with Dragic? Hmm. Well, you know, the, the impact is is. Obviously, I've, I've I've seen the games. I, I've seen Bosch there. He, he's cheering his teammates on. He's one of the first players off the bench to greet them during timeouts, uh, to cheer them on after a big basket. And I and and Spolster and the players have 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 talked about this about how important it is to see him back there because, um, and and Wade too. Uh, Wade said something very powerful the the uh, maybe like a, a week or so after after Bosch rejoined the team. And he said that, you know, beyond all the injuries and all the setbacks that we've had, we have somebody on on the sidelines that would love to be out on the floor, would love to, to join his teammates, uh, win or lose, uh, no matter what, he, he would he would do anything to, to be part of this. And so I think I think a player like Wade can take that to heart. And I don't know if it's going to motivate him to do, you know, better in one play, but it's just a general feeling that Bosch has my back, uh, despite... Uh, his his um, medical issues. He's he's making it here to the arena, and and he's cheering us on. And I think that 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 does affect uh, a player's morale. Um, so I think I think that's been great. And as far as his relationship with with Dragic, um, you know, Goran has has stated m- multiple times that one of the main reasons that he came to play for the Heat was because he wanted to play with Wade and Bosch, um, two proven All Stars. And uh, I think that's just something that is going to take some time to get their friendship going. Um, but most importantly, it's going to take time during training camp if Dragic, you know, re-signs with the Heat. Um, it, it, it's going to take time uh, for training camp for them to build some team chemistry. We've already seen Dragic uh, every game he's improving with, with Wade alongside him. The two of them are, are, are on the same page. Uh, so now, now we need to see Dragic doing the same thing with Whiteside. And with Bosch, and and that's going to take some time, but it's going to be a fearsome team. It's it's going to be a very good team next season, with that starting five of Wade, Dragic, Bosch, uh, Dang, and Whiteside, and then you have Josh McRoberts coming off the bench, uh, Chalmers, maybe Beasley comes back. That that's a nice team right there. That's a good core right there to to start out with. So, uh, no matter what, I think he fans need to remind themselves that. Frustrating as this season may have been, and and you know that that loss um, against the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the, games like that, um, you know, you just have to look at the big picture and see that that Pat Riley is building up a, a, a good team, a solid team. If they can just get their their injuries behind them, 
Um, they'll, they'll be set for, for next year, and they'll have just as good of a shot next season as any other East team uh, to be one of the top seeds in the playoffs. So I think just be patient, and I think good things will happen, and I think Bosch will, will come back stronger than ever. All right, we're going to go with at Mind One Spoken. And he wants to know, with the injuries and trades made, what's the general consensus of the Heat in the standings and Eric Spolstra's performance so far? Um, you know, I think the record is is disappointing, of course. It's a below 500 record. Thankfully, they're in the East. It, it really hasn't hurt them too much yet. Uh, they're still battling for a playoff seeding. Nothing is guaranteed just yet. Um, but I think overall, I don't think... I don't think it's something where we can point the finger at, at Spolstra and, and, and blame him, so to speak, for, for the standings the way they are. Um, I think it's something that he's – it's very difficult for a coach to always have to work with a different starting lineup and always have to have a different rotation and have to uh, manage almost on the fly, game to game, uh, what what the game plan is going to be. Because if you don't have Wade one game, then you, you, know, you lose Bosch for the season. Uh, and then you're bringing in somebody like Goran Dragic who wants to have the ball in his hands as a playmaker. That in and of itself is also a challenge to, to incorporate a player like that that has so much usage. So I think I think overall, I think he's done a pretty good job considering all of that. Uh, and he's keeping them in the playoff race. Um, they're not going to tank. They're not going to do anything like that. Uh, they're always going to try to stay competitive and, and do what they can. Um, you could quibble here and there about, you know, maybe... They should feed Whiteside a little bit more in the paint, or you know things like that. But I think I think overall, I think I think it's been a, a, a solid performance. Uh, Wade has called it Spolster's most challenging season ever of coaching, uh, and I think I th- I would agree with that. Um, I don't know if it's his most impressive coaching performance uh, in his career, but it definitely has been the hardest one. And I think it's hard on the players too because. Um, they're also they also need to game plan themselves and 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 it's very hard when when the, when the players don't even know who they're going to play with uh, from game to game. So I think I think we need to give them a bit of a pass this season, and no matter how the season ends. And, and like I said, um, just look forward to next season. And I, but I still think that they can do some damage in the playoffs, and, and we'll see what happens. But they have plenty of of players with playoff experience. And and some exciting players like like Whiteside that that will rise to the occasion when when the, the national spotlight is on them like it is in the playoffs, and and I think that's valuable experience that they can use uh, moving forward in their career. And finally, we have AJ's question. He's at O N Y O R U M P, and he wants to know uh, next season pending all health issues are settled, uh, will the Miami Heat be as solid as a Spurs roster uh, and size? What do you think? Uh, I don't know if they're going to be quite like the Spurs, but I, I see what you're going at. You, you have a, a pretty solid point guard. You're going to have a dominant big man, um, some foreign players in the mix, and um, some players that, that other teams didn't want to take a chance on, and they played with a chip on a shoulder. But apart from that, you know, we, you know the, the Spurs are the Spurs, and the Heat are, are still kind of rebuilding their team. But, um, yeah, I mean, they have an exciting team next season. It uh, remains to be seen what, what Riley will do with the bench. Will he bring back a player like Henry Walker or, or Tyler Johnson or, or you know, th- those kind of players? Uh, we, we have to see how the bench unfolds. But that starting five, like I, like I said earlier, is pretty formidable. 
and they're going to be about eight or nine deep uh, with a, with a pretty good roster. And and I don't know if Heat fans really know how how good of a player Josh McRoberts is. He's so versatile. Um, he's such a good passer. He's a he's a playmaker. So if you have somebody like him next to Bosch playing with Dragic and Wade, then then you have playmakers at almost all the positions on the on the floor. And then you can bring in somebody like Chalmers off the bench. He's kind of a combo guard. Uh, he's been playing well like that in that role. So you you have you have plenty of players that can make plays for others. Uh, you have size in there. Um, Birdman, he's going to give you everything he has, whatever's left in the tank. Um, you're going to have Bosch back in there. So I think there's plenty to be excited about for next season. I don't know if you can compare them directly to the Spurs because the Spurs are, are a very impressive team the way they've been built over the years. Uh, the Heat didn't exactly build like that. But I, I, I like this, uh, this new side of the Heat where um, they're bringing in players from the, the Sioux Falls Sky Force. They're bringing in players from overseas. They, they have a lot of players that are playing with a chip on their shoulder that want to prove that they belong in the NBA. And I think the Heat are going to continue to mine talent like that. And I don't know if they're going to find another Hassan Whiteside next season. Uh, but, but you're going to see some interesting players in training camp. They're going to bring some of those players along in the Sky Force. And you're always going to see Riley always working the phones. Maybe it's a draft day acquisition. Maybe it's a trade deadline acquisition. He's always going to try to improve this roster. Uh, so I think that's something that, that can be looked forward to next season and, and beyond. All right, then. Well, I think that's it for this edition of the podcast. If you have any further questions or comments about the podcast, you can always reach me at Twitter, at SuriaHeatMBA, and via email, SuriaFoxSports at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Bye.